Sunday. It's C. Welcome to episode 16. Hello everyone and thank you so much for tuning in today. Whether it's in the morning or the evening or the afternoon, whether it's the middle of your work week or Sunday night, it's wonderful to be speaking to you. Welcome to the November mini-series on nurturance, on being nurturing. Episodes 16, 17, 18, and 19 will all be a part of this November mini-series on nurturing. In today's episode, we talk about being nurturing to the seeds in your life. Next week, we talk about being nurturing to your own gifts and talents. The week after, we'll discuss being nurturing to those who love you. And in the last month of November, we'll discuss being nurturing to your corner of the universe. It's time to redefine the way that you understand this idea of nurturing. And let's start off by shaking it free from the gendered thoughts often associated with it. Quick brainstorm. When you hear the word nurture or the word nurturing, what do you think of? Moms, right? (laughs) Mothering, children, raising children, babies, all natural associations. Maybe you came up with a few others that weren't those, but I'm sure that something that I listed was maybe one of your answers. But can we invite some other players to the table, some other business to the table? Yes, let's. I'd like to discuss all of the things that we should be focused on nurturing in our own lives that have to do with our own personal growth and development, as well as how that journey can relate to the world around us. It is not just for females to be nurturing. And children are not the only things that deserve nurturing. As humans, we all require nurturance. And as beings, we relate to many things that require our nurturing, our care, our attention. Men, this lesson is so important for you as well. So let's talk about it. Episode 16, Sundays with C. Welcome back to Sundays with C, episode 16, and this is Tell Me Something Good. So this week's What's Wonderful recap, I would love to just give a shout out to my baby brother, who's actually a young grown-up, but in my head he'll always be my little bro. We have been cooking together via FaceTime uh, the last couple weeks, and it has been absolutely amazing. I love that he's been calling my mother and I over the last few weeks to get recipes and hands-on demos and tutorials of food that he grew up eating at home when we were children. It's wonderful. My brother is my twin. He's my whole heart, and he inspires me. So shout out to all the siblings out there. That's my What's Wonderful recap. And today's toast goes to anyone listening today who is either formally or informally acting as a mentor in a young person's life right now. Mentorship changes lives, and we need mentors to keep doing what they're doing in the world. Whether you're mentoring someone formally or informally, passing lessons on to the future is so important because you never know who that young person does or doesn't have at home. 
so thank you. Moving on to a little bonus insert, I'd love to um, welcome this segment of Ask C to the episode today. You ask, I tell. Uh, one of the lovely listeners who tunes into this show wrote in, what does your day look like? And I love that question. It's a great question. And I kind of did a quick little uh, bullet journal list in my bullet journal this past week to answer that question. So weekdays, I'm a commuter. I'm also a snoozer, confession. My alarm clock starts going off at about 6 a.m. I'm up by about 6.30 and I'm out the door by 7.15. It is a mystery to me every day how my wonderful boyfriend does not lose his mind hearing me snooze as much as I do. He's spectacular and I appreciate him for bearing through my snoozing addiction. I am at work and in the office sometime between 8.15 and 8.30, and I'm off the clock at 4. I am out of there, and I'm back on the train and home by 5.30. I try to get myself some sort of sweat time in. I go for a walk. I love to rollerblade. I go for a run. I do circuit training in the gym at our apartment complex or over at the gym where we have a gym membership, and it's awesome. And then I come home, and I cook dinner. For myself as well as for my boyfriend. I usually do most of our meal prep on Sunday but sometimes there's a little something that I want to add to whatever I'm eating so I'll prepare that food on the weeknights and then I do a little TV or music. I spend hours on end listening to music. When I watch TV I, I honestly love to watch animated shows I love Bob's Burgers. It's absolutely my favorite show on the planet. Other shows, I I love The Mindy Project. I What else do I watch? I love Bones. How to Get Away with Murder. (laughs) Those are some of my favorites. And then I'm usually in bed by about 10.30. It doesn't mean I fall asleep at 10.30, but I try to be in bed by then. On the weekends, uh, I usually try to clean up our apartment on Fridays so that I can run errands early Saturday morning, and then the weekend is mine. I love to spend time outside on the weekends. I love looking for little adventures that are local to us that we can jump into on the fly together. We have frequent smoothie and juice dates. We're both big juice drinkers, big smoothie drinkers. And then on Saturdays, I spend time writing and recording the show. I spend a lot of my time outside of that blogging, working on posts for our Facebook community. I recently started an Instagram account for From the Desk of C and Sundays with C combined, and that's doing well, and it's exciting. And then Sunday is me time. I literally wake up at whatever time I wake up, no alarm, and I do whatever makes me happy that day. I love to spend a little time in seated meditation. I love to spend some time practicing yoga on my Sundays. And Sunday's also a big day that I connect with family, whether it's through a quick selfie or a quick video. My family really does a good job of keeping up with our our joint family text message thread that is full of hilarity because my family is full of unofficial comedians. And yeah, that's that's what my days look like. Thank you for asking. Welcome back to Sundays with C, episode 16. And this is Is This Real Life? 
It's been a minute since I've had a is this real life moment on the show. I really want them to be substantial before I bring them to you. So I imagine that sometimes they'll be few and far between. But I've collected my thoughts together and I have decided that I just, I can't trust people who make poor life choices on the train. And maybe it's because I'm a commuter. Maybe (laughs) that's why I feel like so much of my is this real life moments just generally in a week come from my experiences on a train. Public transportation needs to be only for those who are responsible. I've decided. I mean, I think that we should start screening metro riders or something. What does irresponsibility on the metro look like, you ask? Well, presuming the entire train car cares to hear your conversation with your friend who is two feet away from you is irresponsible. I'm wearing headphones. Why on earth can I hear you? I just do not want to spend 40 minutes stressed out about the things that you're stressed out about because I can hear you through my headphones. What else does it look like, you ask? Well, not locking the wheels on your stroller while you're scrolling on your Instagram. Ma'am, your baby is rolling towards the emergency exit. Uh, what else? You're, you're sleeping between stops, but you're also from out of town. Okay, so you just don't care if you make this meeting or not, clearly. And, and ladies, foolish footwear choices. And then you give those of us who have seats the mean eyes because you now have to stand while your feet cry the whole way to work. Where are your sensible commuter shoes? Hello? Clark Kent on the train, Superman at work. This has to be our philosophy, ladies. And, and lastly, so you've decided to risk your life and our morning commute by sticking your arm fist first into the closing train doors while your friend fails to pull the doors open from the inside to save you. As you let out war cries and frighten people's children because you couldn't wait four minutes for the next train, I can't trust you because you're making irrational decisions. And you then put your fellow commuter in a position of wild circumstances. Now I feel like I have to catch your runaway baby in this stroller. Now I feel the stress of where your son will decide to go to college. Now I feel that I have to be witness to a horrible train accident in which you lose an arm. Who is going to be a witness to this accident report? All I'd like to do is get to work without experiencing a tragedy. And your poor judgment could impact all of us. I believe in civic responsibilities, but I can't do this with you. Come on, DC. Get it together. Is this real life? Welcome back to Sundays with C, episode 16. The word of the month is nurturance, and the mantra of the month is, I will realign my soul by redefining my goals. So let's take a moment to define nurturance and what we're talking about, this idea of nurturing. We're talking about protecting something, supporting something, and encouraging something. And when we talk specifically about nurturing the seeds in your life. I'm talking about nurturing anything that seems to be the beginnings of something in your life. A career, a friendship, a romantic relationship, a leadership opportunity, a role you're auditioning for, a position you're going out for on a sports team. Anything small in your life that feels like the start of something big 
What is the significance of being a nurturing spirit? Well, the reality is, is that you have to care for the parts of your life that you'd like to see grow and prosper. In terms of the significance of nurturing the seeds in your life, the truth is, powerful and wondrous things in our life often have humble and quiet beginnings. The question is, will you be there to notice those small seeds and protect them? Welcome to episode 16, Sundays with C, and this is Thinking Out Loud. So let's talk about the why and the how. Why should we focus on being nurturing? Why should we focus on nurturing the small seeds in our life? Well, first and foremost, the seed that you're planting today could grow to become a tree that bears you fruit for the rest of your life. Secondly, we are all a unique makeup of the things we have seen, heard, and done. This inherently makes the seeds that we choose to plant valuable. Because what comes from them, what grows from those seeds, is destined for us. You know, I I think about all the time how, for me, as someone who just wanted to be a good friend and be a good listener and be able to help the people that I care about. Just from planting that little seed and saying that this is something that I like to do and always want to keep in mind when it comes to being a good friend, I planted that seed long ago. And it grew into a tree that continues to bear me fruit because it became something that I spent time studying in college. And then that spiraled into something that I wanted to do as a profession. And not only is it a part of who I am, but now it has also become the potential from which I get to grow a career in empowering others, in being a life coach, in being a writer on self-improvement and self-success. This is a small seed that I planted all those years ago and now I'm looking up at this gigantic tree that is going to keep bearing me fruit and the cycle will continue. Referring back to how we're all a unique makeup of the things that we've seen, heard, and done, if I wasn't paying attention to the things that I've seen and heard and done in my unique experiences as a human, I would not be aware of how powerful and how valuable the seeds that I have to protect can be. When you plant those seeds and that tree grows, whatever grows from that tree is destined for you. Which is why I always want to encourage people to pay attention to their gifts and talents, to invest in them so they grow, and then reap the benefits of what they've created. Because what becomes the creation is actually meant for you and no one else. Because it came from whatever you started with. So it's for you to take from the top.
what's for you is for you and what's for someone else is for someone else. So once you plant those seeds and you see the benefits and the success and the beauty from the tree that stands before you, know that it's from you that that tree grows and know that it's for you to eat the fruit that it bears. It's your destiny. Let's talk about the how. So how do we put ourselves in a place of focus when it comes to nurturing the seeds in our life? Well, first, I encourage you to get acquainted with what's before you. This literally looks like scheduling time to sit down and think. And perhaps for some of us, scheduling time to sit down and think and then write. This is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. Please do not ever underestimate the power of sitting down to think. You must grow acquainted with what is before you. That is the only way that you can begin to be a protector. You've got to assess what you're protecting. Secondly, you have to be ready and willing to set goals. SMART goals. I'm sure many of you have heard this acronym before. The S stands for specific and significant. The M stands for measurable, meaningful. A, attainable. R, realistic and relevant. T, timely and tangible. Yes, set goals, set SMART goals. Please welcome yourself to do a little research there. And lastly, once you're getting acquainted with what's before you, and once you're in a good place of setting goals regularly, you need to begin to envision your future actively and constantly as it relates to these seeds growing and becoming something bigger than yourself. You've got to be hands-on with envisioning your future, and you've got to find ways to focus on that that's true for you. I love making vision boards. I love making vision books. Maybe for you, that's writing. Maybe for you, that's just sitting down to talk to your friend about your hopes and your dreams and what you see. But you've got to be in a place where you are happy to be in a constant state of envisioning your future. Let's talk about the Thinking Out Loud Challenge of the Week. This Thinking Out Loud Challenge of the Week is a brief journaling exercise. When I discuss the why and the how regarding nurturing the seeds in our life. Why is it significant? How do we go about it? One of the things that I spoke about in the how was being able to assess what lies before you right now in your life. So this thinking out loud challenge, this brief journaling exercise is a reflection of how to start thinking about that and how to start having that conversation with yourself. You can choose to think through these things. You might decide that you really would like to journal and that is totally up to you. Whatever works for you is wonderful. Let's get started. So when we talk about the sort of things that might present themselves in our lives as new seeds, I've broken them down into three categories. A new connection, whether that's platonic or romantic, could be a new friendship, could be a new potential relationship. The second category is a new opportunity, whether it is presenting itself to you in your personal life or professional life. And the third category is a new role that you're now playing. 
this is a role you're now playing in your life and or in someone else's life. So these are the three categories, A, B, and C. A new connection that has to do with another person regarding a friendship or romantic relationship. A new opportunity, whether it's personal or professional. Or a new role that you're playing in someone's life. I want to take a moment to really describe how the new role you're playing in someone's life is a little different from a new connection. The new connection category, category A, is specific to a friendship or a romantic relationship connection. The new role you are playing is, uh, think of it as a shade within a category of a new connection, where in which a role that you've been playing for quite some time, let's say, an occupation that you've had, whether it's an ascribed status or a status that you've achieved, now has this new qualification that's changed the role that you're playing as it relates to someone specifically. For example, maybe you've just become a mother. That would be a new role you're playing. Maybe you've just become a husband just become a fiance. Maybe you've just become a mentor. Maybe you've just become a tenured professor. That would be a new role you're playing, where in which you were a professor before, now you are a professor with tenure. And maybe that changed and impacts your life somehow and or the life of someone else. So it's, it's a small degree of separation or a small shade of color variance from a role that you had prior to that status. Yes? I'm going to ask you three questions within each of these categories, and your goal over the course of this next week is to come up with answers to these questions. The answers that you come up with to these questions are going to get you in a place of really thinking about and assessing these seeds that have presented themselves in your life. So let's talk about the new connection, whether it's a friendship or a new romantic relationship. First question is, what does this feel like the beginnings of? What does this feel like the beginnings of? Question number two is, what do you want this to become? Question number three is, why do you think you and this person may have been brought together? Moving on to the next category of a new opportunity in your life, whether it's personal or professional. Question one is, what could this opportunity mean for you? Question two is, what most interests you about this opportunity? Question three is, what will you do with an opportunity like this if it develops into its full potential? And lastly, category C, a new role that you are now playing in your life and or in the life of someone else. Question one is, what is the significance of this new role? What does it mean to you? Question two is, who does this role impact and what do they mean to you? And lastly, question three, how will this role change your life? The answers to these questions 
will give you every reason as to why you should be focusing your energy and your time on nourishing the seeds in your life. What does this new seed feel like the beginnings of? What do you want this to become? Why do you think you and this person may have been brought together? What could this opportunity mean for you? What most interests you about this opportunity? What will you do with an opportunity like this if it develops into its full potential? What is the significance of this new role? What does it mean to you? Who does this role impact? And what do they mean to you? How will this role change your life? The answers to these questions give you every reason why protecting the seeds in your life matter. Spend some time assessing the seeds that are in your life. Make sure that you understand why they're worth protecting, why they're worth growing, why they're worth nourishing. That's Sundays with C. Be encouraged. Be well. Be magical. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sundays with C. Make listening to this podcast easy. Subscribe on YouTube and share it with a friend who could use some of the magic we're talking about. We're a podcast dedicated to focusing on your self-empowerment, your self-success, and your self-transformation. One Sunday at a time. Visit C's Lifestyle blog at findingthespacebetween.blogspot.com and send your questions, episode topic requests, and comments to from the desk of C at gmail.com. Sundays with C is written and produced by personal life consultant Camille Edwards. If you're staying here with us for this week's Seconds of Serenity, please settle into silence and welcome stillness. If this is where our paths part ways, I look forward to speaking to you next week. Same time, same place, same sea. Begin by acknowledging the seeds in my life. I will begin by acknowledging the seeds in my life. I will nurture the seeds in my life. I will nurture the seeds in my life. I owe it to myself to be nurturing no matter what I think I'm supposed to be. I owe it to myself to be nurturing no matter what I think I'm supposed to be. I understand that being a nurturer is my job as a human that is tied to other humans. I understand that being a nurturer is my job as a human that is tied to other humans. I believe in the importance of nurturing myself as well as the things in my life.
I believe in the importance of nurturing myself as well as the things in my life. The seeds in my life may lead me to great places. The seeds in my life may lead me to great places. The seeds in my life may become the start of the most beautiful gifts I have yet to see. The seeds in my life may become the start of the most beautiful gifts I have yet to see. Namaste.